Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Jason. And this is Strange Indeed Bake Off Edition, a podcast dedicated to the Great British Baking Show. This week we're covering Collection 8, Episode 3, Bread Week. Which you would think bread I might not sound that interesting, but on this show, it's amazing, well, the variety. and Yeah, it's not just the white bread stuff you get in a bag. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I mean, I like bread, don't get me wrong. Oh my God, I love bread. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But what I, you know, what I especially loved about this one is, um, on the first bake, the soda bread the loaf signature bread. Yep, soda bread. Yeah, one of the rules was it had to be free form rather than in a tin, and so yeah. they looked really rustic. And I love that about baked goods sometimes, especially Me these too. bread loaves, because it looks like I, I imagine I'm back like in artisan. Midi- yeah. medieval times or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it just looks cool. I want to make one. I want to, I've never, I'm not much of a- I want you to make one too. I, well, you can't have any, so <laughs> no. <laughs> well, speaking of that, I'm nine days in on the whole keto thing because I started the first of the month. And I'm about seven pounds down. And oh, congratulations. Um, a lot of initial keto weight loss sometimes I think is water. So I don't know how big of a deal that is. But I mean, the, it's the main reason. Yeah. And, and the reason why um, when I really decide, okay, I need to change my diet at least for a while is when my clothes s- stop fitting and I'm like, I'm really uncomfortable. I feel like I'm cinching this thing around my waist. <laughs> uh-huh. So I got to do something, either buy new clothes or, and that's disheartening. So anyway, I'm really dying for carbs right now. And I watch, and I'm also doing intermittent fasting, which means you eat during just a small window each day. Well, it's an eight hour window. And then I take 16 hours of not eating. And so uh-huh. when I watched this, I got to watch it twice this time. And I watched it last night late at night after I hadn't eaten for a few hours and I was super hungry and man, almost all of that, all of that bread, I was just like, dude, I want it now. Absolutely. (laughs) I I was so hungry for it. Yeah. Yeah. I do intermittent fasting too. I mean, I just always do that regardless of whatever diet I'm on. Don't have breakfast. And I'm well, yeah, I'm not a big breakfast eater anyway. I never really have been. So it just makes sense for me. I usually don't eat until around 11 or 12 o'clock my time anyway. Um, But yeah, baking shows pretty difficult most, most because everything's so (laughs) yummy and and carb filled. But bread week is pretty tough. I love bread. When I was little, I used to go into the kitchen and, you know, that loaf of white bread, what didn't matter really what brand it was. uh, And I don't think it I, I could even remember, but, but we had just Wonder going bread, into, yeah. yeah, like Wonder Bread or, you know, just whatever was up on the counter and go in there and, and get some bread. And I used to um, take off the crust and I would eat, eat it separately. I would still eat it because it was still bread and I liked it. Um, but then I would like take the middle of it and roll it into like a dough ball and mm-hmm. then just sit there and snack on it while I was sitting there watching TV after school <laughs> or something. And I would do that like with two or three slices or something. And I mean, I've just, I love bread. My aunt makes like the best homemade bread in the entire world and she doesn't do like a recipe she's one of those cooks that just like throws crap in a bowl mixes it up and yeah she doesn't measure she doesn't have a recipe I mean it's a recipe but I mean she doesn't like go buy a recipe she just kind of knows it and she just starts throwing stuff mixing it all up and I mean it is 
the most amazing stuff you'll ever have in your life. I mean, it is like mm. the big holiday thing. So we're, we're big bread people. We, we love bread. This was definitely a, a challenging week. And now I really want to make some of that soda bread. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I started off, yeah, with like wonder bread as a kid. And um, <laughs> then, you know, as I got older and got exposed to baguettes and I don't know, more um, complicated breads with a mixture of spices and different things, then I started to be a little bit of a bread snob. I mean, I'll still eat oh. any bread, but I want, you know, like the wheat bread that we get, I want it to be um, a good texture and everything or, mm-hmm. it, or else uh, I'll be kind of bummed out if it's not. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can appreciate that. I'm a little picky with mine too. I don't like just a plain, I like something that has like a texture or a little yeah. bit of a different flavor or something, yeah. just something a little special to it. Yeah. So yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. These were great. These were yeah. really great. Were so. Good. Yeah. Oh gosh. Bread week. And one of the toughest weeks for bakers, because thank you to Paul Hollywood, you know, whose, whose main background is in bread. Mm-hmm. So, and, and he's kind of critical and kind of tough, you know, any other week, but especially for bread week, cause he's, he's like the expert. So this was yeah, tough. Yeah. They on get nervous about it. And yeah. he, so this one, the soda bread, um, they had to do one sweet and one savory and, and, um, and make a butter to go with it, which is interesting. Um, so I looked it up. I didn't know about soda bread, but it's made with baking soda, which is sodium bicarbonate as mm-hmm. a leavening agent instead of the traditional yeast. yeast yep. And it's made with milk or buttermilk. Um, but I think it's an easier bread, which is kind of Paul was alluding to that. He said, well, this, you know, I know they're nervous, but this is an easy challenge. It's soda bread. And yes. apparently it can be made more quickly than yeast breads and are more forgiving temperature wise you can have a greater temperature variance and it still turns out okay so it's easier not to mess up perfect bread for me to make. <laughs> I know, I know. I know, maybe i should try this one right exactly <laughs> yeah it would, it would be it's 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 kind of a bummer when you go to make something like the one thing that i can make that i'm super proud of and it's actually my favorite dish uh, whether I'm making it or somebody else's, it's an Indian dish called chicken vindaloo. And uh-huh. it's um, a mixture of Indian and Portuguese cuisine because the Portuguese um, settled in Goa and brought their cuisine there. So it's like a mixture. But anyway, it's got it's super spicy. It's like a cur- chicken curry with onion and uh, a lot of different spices. And um, it's uh, super... It, uh, Wait, what was I going to say about? Oh yeah, so I I figured that it was my favorite because I went to a few different Indian restaurants and that's the one I settled on. So I decided to try to figure out how to make it myself, and I tried a bunch of different recipes. And the first recipe I tried, you know, it takes a couple hours or more to make, and it tasted like shit. It wasn't even edible. It Aww. was just gross. <laughs> and I was too like, bad. damn it! But I was young and determined and so i uh kept on trying and and the next couple recipes weren't that great either but i finally found one that was really really good and i was so happy once i finally landed on it i guess this is all just to say that if you're sitting there spending a few hours on something and it doesn't turn out good it's it's kind of a bummer yeah it's always the risk with cooking it is (laughs) i've i've been down that road myself where i've you know spent so much time it's and as I've said before on one of our other podcasts covering baking show that 
baking is a challenge for me, especially when it's like straight up like homemade baking, like, you know, not just from a box mixture or something. I can I can bake a cake, but yeah, you know, right, the, right. The, the homemade stuff, you know, um, can be a little challenging for me. I, I struggle somewhere and I think it's because I, I rush it a little bit too much sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it sucks because, yeah, you spend all this time on something and then it just, you know, it either you waste the way, you know, or <laughs> but if it, it turns out well, it's super rewarding. Totally. Totally. Yeah. My daughter and I, she was with me um, a few weeks ago and this wasn't baking, but you know, we, we like to cook when, when she's home. Cause I don't typically cook for just me very, very often. I mean, I might do a little uh, meal prepping on like a Saturday or Sunday and try to cook some things for the week just so I don't have to mess with it too much. But I don't cook a whole lot because it's just me and it's, you know, I don't enjoy cooking for just myself all the time. So when she's around, we, it's something that her and I enjoy doing and we made Shake Shack burgers, mm, cheeseburgers, yum. and we made the nice. shake, uh, cheese, so- the Shake Shack cheese sauce. You're killing um, me. I know it was, <laughs> it was really good too. Yeah, Let me I tell you all those. about it. But yeah, it was, it was absolutely amazing. And, and we, we, we really knocked that one out of the park. So that, that was really good. And so, yeah, just. And now that we're like in the third week of baking show, I'm I'm just seeing it every week. I'm now just getting more and more inspired. Like I want to make mm. that. I want to make that. So I'm, I think I'm definitely going to try and make something this week. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Re- see how it goes and report back next time. All yeah. right. Well, let's get into the show. What first? But the the soda bread. What what did you think about that? Well, what stood I, out? Oh gosh. Well, first I did like how it. it at least at first appearance, it seems easy. I don't want to make it sound like it's so easy that just anybody can do it and, and certainly downplay the bakers here because they were expected, you know, they have to look a certain way. They can't just, you know, like me, I could probably make a soda bread and it turn out fairly decent and I might like it. But, you know, is it really worth, you know, worth the challenge or whatever? So, you know, th- these guys are definitely put under under a little bit more pressure. Um, there were a couple of them that I liked a little bit better like mm-hmm. uh, Linda had one with the chilies and Parmesan cheese. It sounded really good. Um, there were a couple, I think, that sounded good, but maybe they didn't turn out as good yeah. because they said the flavors weren't quite there. But like Rowan's sausage, olives, and capers, it sounded good. I don't think his had as much flavor as what it probably should have. No. Um, Sarah's Linda's, looked really good. Yeah, Linda's, she uh, said it was like a bread pudding, which is, it's not what you would think in the U.S. It's kind of bready but a little bit soft right (laughs) but uh yeah chili cheese and and she used max honey from last week the guy that left last week yeah wasn't that a nice little touch Mm -hmm. using max honey because he's a beekeeper and has has his own honey which i love i had some neighbors um at the other place that i lived that just around the corner had their own bees and and they used to give us honey all the time wow. from, from their bees and i just did they ever it was like amazing. the bees ever wander over to your house oh well, we had bees but they 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 kind of stayed there mostly and i think it was mostly there. just the wild bees yeah i always have to watch out for those bees <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i've seen a bee in well maybe i've seen a bee in a while but really? anyway go on gosh so well here i'll do one so my favorite well i don't know if it was my favorite but ermine she had I knew that. you were going to love the salmon, the salmon <laughs> well, and the cheese. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like you win this week because you said Rowan was going to be the one who left. And I predicted Ermine. And she uh, was talking about her signature thing. And it was chopped smoked salmon, gra- uh, grated Gruyere cheese and mm-hmm. chives. 
And um, then she had this for the sweet one, dried fruit, cinnamon, orange liqueur, and soaked the, the liqueur, I mean the fruit in liqueur for a couple of weeks. Very smart. <laughs> yeah. So when she was talking about it, she's like, I'm going to try salmon and cheese. I'm like, I like that idea, but it's really risky and she hasn't been the best. So I feel like this could go really bad, you know? And she even said, I don't even know if that's a combination, salmon and cheese. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Paul asked her, how's it been in practice? And she paused, she's like, it's been all right. And she, he's like, there's a bit of dread in your face there. And she's kind of nervous and laughing. And then later when she's kneading all the ingredients together, she's like, interesting flavors hopefully they'll like it so she did not seem that confident in it and then when paul tasted it he, he got that look on his face like oh here oh my gosh this is a surprise you know yeah and he goes that salmon really works it's like a whole sandwich all in one and then he gets he, she gets the handshake and uh he said they were very special and he's like i love the fact that i've never had this before this is what bake-off's all about and exactly. this is really really complex so it was a moment and i was really happy for her and i and i was so hungry i was like man i wish i could have it right now <laughs> that was one of the ones that of all the things we saw that i like wanted the most i had a feeling when i saw that i was like i think that's gonna be jason's favorite was the salmon and, and the and there the were cheese. some others but yeah yeah oh well there were many good ones for sure but yeah. i just had a feeling that that one was gonna be your favorite and she definitely went for something a little more bold and that can really go either way on this show you know yes. when you see bakers trying something and they're like i don't know this is a little outside <laughs> the box it's a little different and you're like oh boy this could go either way they're either gonna love it or they're gonna hate it um, yeah. And maybe the, maybe the mixture of flavors aren't going to really blend well together or complement each other very well. Yeah. So you just never know. But I had I was like, I don't know. It's a little different, but I had faith in her and it and it, it turned it out turned out. And I love that people who weren't weren't so great did better this week, like mm -hmm. her and Linda came in first in the technical with her rainbow bagels. Yeah. And I like that it's unpredictable and um. And then later at the very end, Paul said, Peter and Dave are in trouble. And those are the two who had, they were, who star, were star bakers. bakers. Yeah. So it's, it's like watching a, like, I like watching basketball when it's super close. Like if one team pulls away, then it's not as interesting. So this whole season so far feels like that to me, like people are pulling ahead and then dropping back, you know, and they're all yeah. fairly, fairly close, I guess. Well, and everybody Except has for Rowan. Yeah, he's he's definitely struggled and it was definitely really clear in this episode. I just I knew even yeah. before it, it got caught I was like, "Oh no." After that first challenge yeah, yeah, and yeah, the signature, yeah. I was like, "Oh no." Well, I just did, He didn't do great on any of them and then at the yeah. end when um Noel they're like talking over in the other room or whatever and Noel's like, "So, like besides Rowan, is there anybody? And Paul mentioned a couple other people, but I'm like, and eh, they kind of have to do that to keep the suspense up." I think they all knew it was going to be Rowan. Yeah, I, th I think so. He just, you know, and I think he's talented in his, you know, because you have to, you have to be to even get on the show. I mean, they don't just yeah. put anyone on the show who has a, a little bit of talent. You actually have to do qualify and, you know, prove yourself. So, you know, he, he, he does exhibit some talent and he's definitely creative. I mean, his, his execution and his final product doesn't always turn out the way he wants it, but you cannot ding him for his creativity he's he's definitely um 
a very creative mind in, mm. in what he does. But I, I think that he's used to just kind of being on his own time. You know, he was talking earlier about how, you know, while the, the dough proves, he's like, oh, you know, this would be about whenever I go maybe take a little nap or maybe go out <laughs> to the garden and, uh, you know, yeah. do a little pruning or something. So I think he's just kind of like, you know, oh, I'll just take my time and just kind of, it gets done when it gets done and, you know, not too big of a deal. And, you know, he's he's not used to having to be, you know, because everything's under time, right? So I think he's just yeah. not, you know, being put under time like that. Yeah, yeah, and it that's interesting because the showstopper he did this big uh, Worcestershire pear tree. It was beautiful. And it, it was good, and he got it done. He got it all done, so that mm-hmm. was good. The problem was that it was underproved, and mm-hmm. Paul said, uh, "You're, you're, you know, you did." You kept the look, but you went for all style, style and no, no substance. substance. So what that, I mean, I looked up proving because I didn't even know what that it was really. Yeah. Um, I've looked it up before and then forgot what it was, but uh, shoot, where did I, I have that down here somewhere. Let me find it's it. It's when your bread, bread has to rise. It's yeah, just called something on. different. So yeah, the, I mean, for the, for the um, bagels, they were really critical mm-hmm. about that they say judging the timing for the last proof is critical but it's you let the dough rest to let it rise and there's a chamber a, a proving chamber or a drawer or whatever that we always see them stick them in when they prove that warms it up so it encourages fermentation through the warmer temperature and controlled humidity if you overprove it it usually ends up pale and flat and and uh or yeah, I, guess, I think that's right. And, and and if you overprove it, it can puff up too much and then collapse when it hits the boiling water. But if mm-hmm. you underprove it, it can be flat too. And so Paul was accusing um, Rowan of deliberately underproving it so that it would keep its form right. and look cool, but yeah. then it didn't taste as good as it could have. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he said style over substance, but maybe um, it could have just been that he didn't have enough time as usual. And that's why it was underproved, you know, it's not, maybe you don't know. For Cause sure. it was huge. It was like the biggest, yeah. <laughs> like bread plaque of everyone's, they you know, two people to carry it. Over, it. Yeah. yeah. So maybe because it was so big and it would have needed more time for proving and maybe that's maybe. why he, he yeah. didn't have and, and just his flavors. He's just it's like it's it's he's really creative, but it's like he just doesn't give enough flavor. Like he's not using enough of of whatever it is, his ingredients to kind of give it that something special. And and they were just underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And anytime you hear him say all style and no substance, you know that person's a goner. And especially I mean, if they hear it more than once, which he has. <laughs> and he also, for his signature, he had the um, savory one was uh, Northern Italian polenta, which I, I love polenta. Have you ever had that? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it can be good. Um, I, I don't know if I have or not. I honestly don't. It seems familiar, so I'm not sure. It's like a gritty, yellowy kind of, it's hard to describe, but... Um, that really raisins, like eating like sand, sand. Yeah. Is what it sounds well, like. Paul says it's a bit like eating a lemon drizzle cake in a sandstorm. <laughs> yeah. I guess he just he used a little too much. <laughs> I love that. Well, that's polenta. So I mean, good. it's kind of gritty, but um, he wasn't. Paul wasn't sure. Like polenta, really? And so, 
that's what he said. That was the judgment on Rowan's signature bake. I remember <laughs> like eating a lemon drizzle cake in a sandstorm. Love that description. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound too good to me. I don't know. Maybe in yeah. small doses, it wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, sometimes something on its own can be good, but when you stuff it into something else, I mean, he also had raisins, honey, lemon, saffron. He had a lot of stuff in there, so he kind of overdoes it sometimes, too. That's one of his things. He does. <laughs> that was sad. It was sad to see him go. He was, he's, he's such a character, and he was fun, and he always had a really great attitude, and he seemed yeah. to you know, know that this was probably going to be his week with each challenge. He was just like, oh, boy. You oh, know, well, and- at least it's fun. Yeah, I mean, he seemed to still just be enjoying himself. And most people do when they, when they leave. They, I mean, they're kind of sad about it because they love to stick around. But at the same time, they're kind of like, you know what? This was a great experience. I had so much fun, made some great friends, you know. So they're, they're usually just really grateful to have even been there for as long as what they had. So he had a really good attitude, you know, throughout. But Of the sweet ones, Smiley Mark had... Irish stout and dark chocolate chunks. Yeah. And when uh, and Paul said, "You do get the chocolate, and then the stout lingers. It's a great flavor, or it's a I great bet that, loaf." That was your that was your favorite. That was sweet my one, favorite. Wasn't it? Sweet one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds great. Irish stout and chocolate chunks, especially when it turns out well. You know. Yeah, I had a feeling about that one too. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it sounded really that. good. There were a couple. I'm trying to think of what. There was um, the other Mark, Mark E, that that ended up being Star Baker. He had one, uh, had milk and white chocolate chips. I think some cranberries. I think he was a little short yeah. on the cranberries, but um, that it, it did sound really good. Um, Sura's sounded really good. Yeah, Lottie's the one with the cran- uh, the cranberries. Um, they said they didn't taste enough cranberry, and it was a little weak. Um, but that would be okay with me because. I feel like that would lessen it for me if it was too much yeah, cranberry some chocolate stuff. Some of it really <laughs> is just kind of personal taste too. I mean, I yeah, I, I course, feel like yeah. the judges do try to judge it just based on like, it, it, does it really have a good flavor? But I think they also do, you know, cause you'll hear them say, you know, even in this episode, it's like, well, that's okay, but I kind of like it like that. Or, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, if something's maybe too strong or maybe not enough, they're like, well, I like it like that. So you feel like yeah. their own personal preferences are kind of weighing in a little bit on their judgments, but, um, but yeah. And then Lottie's was probably my favorite. Hers was the, um, had the blueberries and the maple bacon. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I mean, that one. <laughs> the problem with that were, was the blueberries weren't evenly spread and, mm-hmm. but more the bacon was only on the surface and it was flaking off all over the table. Yeah. And Paul was like, like we, it's become, or I, really apparent this time. I mean, we already knew, but I'm reminded that another of the sins with Paul is when you don't get whatever you're putting in the bread, like evenly distributed and plentiful amounts in there. Yes. You know, he just gets pissed off. Like there's walnuts in here, but there aren't enough. <laughs> yeah. He's just offended. He's right out offended. It cracks yeah. me up. How he, and he's how like, it's personally. all over the table. Like, so, and I, and I got, I mean, I, I, I feel offended too for a second. I'm like, yeah, it would have been so much better if there were just bacon chunks all throughout the bread. <laughs> we're the we're the armchair judges here where we're like, yeah, damn it. Don't you know any better I than know, putting it I on know. the outside of the bread? <laughs> like, look, we know. <laughs> I mean, it, 
without the show, we would just be like, oh, that's probably yeah, good. But, yeah, totally. Without the show, we'd be like, that looks great. Without Paul sitting there poisoning our minds. But yeah, so it's all about the appearance, the texture, and the flavor. Like, you, if you can hit on all three of those, you've got it with these guys. Absolutely, just like Hermione did, like you said, with the signature. With yeah. with you know that they she hit it on all the marks. It looked really good. The uh-huh. texture was great, and then the flavor really knocked them right. Knocked them off. And I so. think, um, I, w- I would say if you get the, f- I wonder how those would rank with Paul. I think appearance might actually be last with him. I think mm-hmm. texture might be first. He's always talking about the structure of yes. the dough and everything. And then flavor, like just under that. And then appearance. I mean, they're all important, but anyway. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So what did you think of the technical with the rainbow bagels? It was interesting. Like he said that those originated in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen one of those before. Have you? I- I have not, but I can only imagine it came from maybe like Pride Week or something. Yeah, they're That's so freaking bright and they were uh, pretty. I'd love one. Yeah, Happy Bread, as Prue yeah. said. And uh, he said he thinks it represents the NHS. So I don't know what that means. I tried to look it up, but there's like a ton of different things with that with NHS. But anyways, I thought it was fun. I mean, it's fun, and I love bagels. I love I, bagels. I just love bagels. And I always thought it was weird that you boil bagels. So it was kind of fun to see them actually making them. And it was really clear that it was so, I mean, Paul said this in his little tip at the beginning, but it's all about the timing. Like most of the bagels ended up overproved and some were under or overbaked. And so I think the, the people who got the timing the closest to right were the ones that ended up making the best ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were only a couple that really did. I mean, yeah. they have to rank them like the one through whatever. So everybody gets kind of ranked. Uh, but I, I feel like probably at least half of all the contestants struggled with the bagels yeah. in some form or other. They were either too big. They they were um, overproved um, because they had the marks on them. He's like, oh, see, you can tell by the marks. I feel like such an expert yeah. after watching this. Like an <laughs> armchair judge at this point, you know, like, oh, what are you doing? Come on now. You, you, you're overproving. Um, <laughs> yeah. And but, with this thing, like if you cook it right, that's how it's going to look the best. I mean, you need to twist them up. And I was glad that Lottie, when she saw that, oh, everyone else twisted them. That's what I was supposed to do. Yes. That she took it out and twisted it. Like, don't leave it like that. But um, anyways, it, I think the key to getting them to look right is to get your timing down because the look is just all about kind of the form or shape of it, you know, that naturally comes about when they're cooked correctly. Yeah. And it was, I, I really like Sarah's comment as she's sitting there kneading her dough for her bagels. And she's like, never ba- made bagels before. She's like, there's a bagel shop right close to where I'm yeah, why That's why I don't I? have, to, why, why would I make them, Paul? Paul. You know? <laughs> and uh, Laura said similar about butter. She's like, why would you, why would you make butter? <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't, I've never made butter. I didn't realize how easy it was to make, right. but I've, I've taken, uh, just regular butter and mixed it with something before to kind of get a, a flavorful butter for something. So I, I have done that for the holidays and stuff, made like honey butters or, or honey mm-hmm. cinnamon butter and things like that, or, you know, something that's um, with some herbs and things. There's this butter I, I did mm-hmm. once for 
steaks. There's a, a, a way to cook like a real genuine steakhouse steak at home and, and the technique and you know that they tell you to do and you have to get like this big pat of butter, but you have to mix it with all these herbs and seasonings and stuff and, and you pop it on top of the steak and put it in the oven after you've like seared the top of it a little bit and it is amazing. So I've done things like that, but I haven't actually made my own butter. Anytime I think of that, I'm thinking of like an Amish person churning butter. I know that sounds really <laughs> terrible, but that's all I can picture. I'm like, I don't want to make my own butter. That sounds terrible, but clearly it's not well, that one hard. person. Yeah, was talking about. I, I don't remember who. Oh, it's easy. You just do this and that and this, and you're done. And I'm halfway thinking, yeah, right. I yeah, don't know. Probably I don't easy know if for I trust them. you. Yeah. Yeah, easy for <laughs> them because it did they seem easy the way yeah. they said that. Uh, yeah, Dave got ninth. That was second to last. Rowan got last. Um, yeah. Who else? Um, Peter didn't do so well, I don't think. What did he get? Fourth. That's not too bad, I guess. Yeah. And Linda Mark won. Mark got third. Linda won, and yeah. Mark, who ended up with Star Baker, he got second place. He did. So he, he did. He was he up had there. A good week. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. And he, uh, I, I liked him even more than normal this time, um, especially at the end when he was like all talking about. You know, they do a shot at the end after he gets Star Baker and his two daughters came up and hugged him and he's almost crying. <laughs> I know. And I thought, wow, cute. did they, because they're all living together, all the Bakers and, and you know, Paul and Prue and Noel and Matt, are, you know, for the pandemic, they all quarantined together for however many weeks so they could put the show on. And when his daughters come up kind of behind him and was like hugging him, you know, or whatever, I thought, oh, did he get to bring his, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, if he's single dad. I mean, I guess, yeah, who's going to take anyone. care of him? I don't yeah. know what the rules were. Can you bring your spouse or? Or what? But yeah, I, yeah, I it does make sense that if you're, if you have two kids, they're gonna I mean, need you to take care of them. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have, you know, fan, well, I mean, that would be pretty tough to be away from your young kids for seven weeks at a time. I guess some some people are having to do it, but if he's a single parent, and which I think they said he is, you know, and he doesn't have anyone else to keep his kids, it was really cool that mm. his kids get to tag along. You know, they all quarantine together and um, yeah, kind of yeah, be yeah. around for that. That's pretty cool. I wish they'd show a little more behind the scenes of what their what their lives are like during this whole quarantine bubble thing. That'd yeah, be interesting. Be cool to they get a little behind that. the scenes. To, yeah, yeah look to see just kind of where they're. I think they're, they're at a, a hotel. Or, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think they're at some type of like hotel type place, and that's why the the tent thing was a little bit different than what it normally is, um, because they're at like this type of hotel. How's I, it I remember different? reading about it, but. Um, it's different than normal? I think just because of the location, I guess. You know, they're they're still setting up the tent on the grounds, but I guess because of where they're at, like as far as like this location, um, being at like you a mean hotel. It, oh, it lo- I don't even notice. Like, I, I mean, I, another thing I always like is that, they, you know, the show has, um, it's uh, dynamic. There'll be tense moments. Dun, 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 dun. The, you know, the camera work is quicker. They're going from person to person. And he's like, mm-hmm. you have one minute left. And then once um, something is over, they'll slow it down and let you have a breather. And they, they'll go outside and you see the birds chirping. And, the, you know, they'll show the flora and the fauna outside. And that's nice, like a nice little rest. I kind of feel like um, that's kind of why I put music in in Walking Dead cast, by the way. People ask, why do you have a break like that? And I'm like, well, it's just nice to like take a little breather and let your mind rest for a second, you know? 
So um, anyway, when they do that uh, this season, I I'm not super observant about these things, but I didn't notice any difference. It just looks like grass, like like always. It's different though. They're in a different location. I just meant in like what, where they would typically set the the tent up in a certain location in England somewhere. Um, you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It like it way. looks yeah. the same to me, but if maybe if I like compared the two, I would see the difference. I'm sure it must be in a different place. Yeah. Anyway, okay. What? Any other thing about the technical? No, I mean it was super fun because it wasn't just a, a bagel, which was interesting to see how they're made. I didn't realize that you you boiled it, uh, you know, to get that cool shiny structure and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, to see them being you know um, a rainbow and there's a certain technique to get that rainbow was was fun. But it was just rainbow bagel. So um, I, I'd love to hear about uh, what you thought about the showstopper. It was this bread plaque that they had to do that they said yeah. are only done for the heart, like for the um, festivals and things. And they're usually not very edible. They're mostly for show, but theirs had to be like edible and flavorful. Yeah. Yeah. They mentioned a hearth festival, which I wonder, I don't really know what that is, but you didn't get maybe. to go to one in all your travels in, in uh, England. Uh, no, I guess it's a, uh, it's a, it's a thing. But um, what my favorite thing about this challenge was that, they had to make it look like something they're grateful for. Yeah. You know? I love how they, especially because we're twist. in such crappy times right now. I think that probably <laughs> yeah. helped them come to that idea, but um, it's really, it was really nice. And it was also super cool to watch them work through all these little intricate designs, molding things and shaping. It was fun uh, to watch how all of them had their own different techniques for getting there. Like uh, Peter had his Eden in Edinburgh, cityscape and how he had yeah. like these templates of paper that he used and then others were kind of freeform cutting and peter's was houses. cool yeah. yeah yeah like yeah they had like molds and things um it was different than the other ones with its i guess brittle like it was like uh flatbread more but um it was um it i thought very appetizing to me yeah i guess not but with the seeds and the and the um, contrast of the colors of the bread. But Paul said, sort of effective, but you could have done more with it. Yeah. So. I mean, it was a unique idea. And I think it, it did yeah, look guess, interesting. Yeah. And it, it was unique. But in, his texture was off. And oh, yeah. whenever, anytime well, someone says your bread's like leather, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. A couple things you don't want to hear is it's like a piece of leather. And it's a bit like eating a lemon drizzle cake in a sandstorm. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Not not good. Good points. <laughs> well, my favorite, I think, I don't know about which one I'd most want to eat, but my favorite was the the Dharma wheel that Mark did. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. beautiful. I thought it was the most beautiful its, out of all of them. Yeah, the colors and the and the clever design, and it was green and red i think yellow Mm -hmm. yeah and like the tan bread and i love that it represents buddhism it's like it's kind of like the cross is to christianity the dharma wheel is to buddhism and i always liked buddhism and i like that it's about detachment from outcome and 
being centered and in the moment. And like he said, you know, I like to just take a breath every once in a while to bring myself back to the moment. There's no sense in worrying about the past or the future because you can't control. And then they talked about how he lost his leg, which I had read, but not really noticed before. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could see it a little more this time in a couple shots. And um, he said he's not Buddhist, but he read a book on Buddhism and it helped him move on. His, seems like his he appreciates some of the, yeah, it seems like he appreciates concepts. some of the philosophies yeah. and, and ideals and it helped him kind of get past his dark spot after his accident yeah. and which is awesome. It is awesome. And there, like I have some books on tape of like this one Buddhist monk, um, her name is Pema Chodron, just reading about philosophies and things and if i'm feeling kind of anxious or whatever i'll start listening to that and it really calms you down she's all about just start where you are and things like that but anyway um the fact that it was beautiful and i like the concept behind it and i think it's really sweet that he is grateful for the buddhist philosophy for helping him get past this accident that i'm glad that it turned out well they said he did a great job and it looked good and smells good and tastes good and so I, the whole thing around that I thought was really nice. Hmm. Is she the one that talks about being okay with like, like, the, what's it called? It's not like unknowing, like not knowing or yes. being uncomfortable. Uh, groundlessness, comfortable Ground. with groundlessness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've, I've watched a couple of YouTube videos with her and it, it, it helps. <laughs> yeah. I got to go to a retreat, not a retreat, like over at Berkeley, she was there. One day for a day of meditation. So I went there and I like meditated for five hours with her. Oh, crap. That must have been pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I I loved his 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 Dharma Dharma bread. I thought it was I don't know that I would have loved the flavors, really, the the fennel, coriander and the caraway seeds. Um, Not my most I, I would definitely try it. I mean, I, I, I say that it probably wouldn't be my favorite and I might be surprised because I'm yeah. open to trying things, but just off what I normally um, know that I like. like, I don't know it would have been one of my favorites as far as flavor, but I would definitely try it, but it was absolutely beautiful. So I think um, his was very beautiful. And I even though Rowan's lacked the flavor and stuff, I did think you know, Rowan's was beautiful too, but Mark's is definitely one of my favorites for sure. And, and not just beautiful as far as how it looked, but just beautiful, the idea behind it. I was, that really inspired me, you know, when he was, what was it again? It It was about arts, right? Music and theater and stuff like that. Yeah. His was a a Worcestershire tree bread. It was like a tree and it had blue cheese, some truffle oil, some potato. Um, You ever had truffle oil? I think that I have. Yeah. It's really unique and it mm-hmm. for a lot of people it's an acquired taste. I usually love it. If it's if there's too much then it, it can be overpowering, but it's I, I kinda liked it when I first tried it and then the more I tried it, the more I was like, Wow, I really like this. So it was an acquired taste for me, I guess. But anyways, yeah, they said they couldn't taste the blue cheese and it was underproved and yeah, his was just a mess, but the Dharma bread I thought was th- those two were my f- as far as looks anyway. Yeah, that, it was just, cool. You know, if, if you just laid them out in front of me, you know, as, and I just had to judge it by how it looked, those two would have been my top. Um, but I love, but Mark's was the one that kind of inspired me more when I heard the story behind it. I was like, oh man, that's a really not just a beautiful design. One thing I forgot to bring up um, about the signature bake is uh, Peter, his 
he makes gluten-free things because his brother is gluten intolerant. And whenever yeah. I think gluten-free, I think, oh, it's it just, it's a compromise, you know? It is. And just, last week, he made, or maybe the week before, he made something that actually seemed pretty good. But I think for bread, I don't know. They said it was um, gluey in the mouth. Yeah. Um, but It's a he, different texture when you do gluten-free. Yeah. So that's, yeah. But anyway... Um, I mean, hopefully I'm not offending the people who are gluten intolerant out there, but I would think for this kind of thing, I mean, if he can make gluten-free taste great, awesome. But if, if, if not, then just don't worry about that. Your brother's not going to be eating this stuff. But um, anyways, he's, he, his signature thing was made with oats and black pudding. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if you knew what that was and I, if you've ever tried it. I don't know what it is. I can say I've never tried it and it didn't sound very appetizing when I when I hear black pudding just was an immediate turn off but <laughs> black that's that's without well, not knowing exactly what it is though so when I I went to uh I was in Dublin and I went I went to a pub or something and black pudding was on the menu so I ordered it and I was eating it and then it was good and I asked the it, it's kind of um it tastes like uh, savory for sure and salty and kind of crunchy, chewy. So anyways, I asked the waitress, what is this? And she goes, you, you don't know what that is. Oh God, that's not a good <laughs> I was sign. Like, no, what is, what is it? And she goes, uh, and I'm like, it's okay. You can tell me. And so it turns out it's like congealed blood. It's made from pork blood with pork fat or beef sweat and cereal, usually oatmeal. <laughs> but it it is. <laughs> I hear silence. Because <laughs> I it's just like all, threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> it's all over the place there. It's actually part of a traditional English breakfast, I believe. I mean, every time I ordered English breakfast, uh, black pudding came with it. And I'm fine with it. Like, I mean, I'm eating animal flesh anyway, but um, I can understand why people might be a little creeped out by that. It was good. It's kind of like bacony. <laughs> Reminds me of like blood pudding from like Star Trek. I don't remember what it was. Oh shit! I don't remember <laughs> who who's like Worf from Deep um, from Next Generation. Klingon. Klingon. They love their blood. The blood pudding, isn't it? Isn't that what? Oh, is it? Like I one don't of their remember. delicacies or something. Anyway, that. Oh my god. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> I thought it was funny that Dave's uh, showstopper showed his family and his pregnant wife, but he looked more pregnant than his wife. <laughs> he called it, uh, what was it, furlough belly? <laughs> <laughs> Prue said he's got sympathetic pregnancy. But Paul's like, wait, your wife's pregnant? And he's like, yeah, although I do look more pregnant than she does. He's like, I was going to say. <laughs> So yep. Dave, he I felt like he he's getting more comfortable in in the environment now. He is. He's he's a little more open it seems. Yeah. Which is good he's to see. Lightened up. He's he's laughing more at um Matt's jokes like when he said he was going to put a solar panel on his head so he wouldn't have to drink coffee and uh he's talking about, you know, how he's excited to be a new dad cuz his wife's pregnant and he's looking forward to it and he his face brightened up there and uh, stuff like that. So that was nice to see. Yes. 
I, I enjoyed Laura's, though, too. She had a musical theater-inspired bread, which was a stuffed bread. Yeah. With that. And it was nice and simple, but cool, with the curtains and the yeah, comedy. And it was really pretty. and Tragedy um, masks. Yeah. Yeah, and, and her stuff. Like, I love when they show her home, and they've showed it twice now, her and her husband making pizza in the brick oven mm-hmm. in their backyard. I love one and of she, those. She even used the pizza stone here for um i think her signature bake because it distributes the heat more evenly or something like that pizza but stones she, make all the difference oh really mm-hmm. uh, i wouldn't know but she but it seemed cool yeah so but she uses pizza like flavors she used chorizo and chili and cheddar and onions in her signature bake that sounds so good and yeah, it um, does. yeah and in the showstopper she had uh a spicy fugasi, which is a flatbread and red chili oil and pancetta cheese. So I like spicy stuff. I like pizza. So that all sounded pretty good. I, yeah, I'm not so much into focaccia. It's okay, but it's not my favorite bread. I like it. Oh, really? Yeah. <coughs> Maybe I just need a really good one. Yeah. Well, and Sarah's looked really good too. Hers was, was a sun dried tomato with feta and olive yes. bread. Oh my gosh. Those what, feta those, balls looked amazing. Yeah. That's another one that stood out to me yeah. that I'm like, I want that right now. Yes. <laughs> Same. With those feta balls. And when she was showing it to them uh, and they were eating it and they were about done with her. And I think someone mentioned, what about the feta balls? Yeah. Did you try one of the balls? Right. And that was nice. You know, they're looking out for each other. I felt like this episode, even more than the other two, the mood was light. Like when... um Mark spattered buttermilk or something all over his face <laughs> yeah. and everybody was laughing, you know, it was just like really mirthful and nice. And the whole reason why we watch the show, it's just nice. Yeah, it was fun <laughs> because it's, it. well, I mean, it's real. That's what I love about this so much because, you know, Mark like splashed buttermilk all over himself and his face. And that is exactly <laughs> something I would do. I am a messy cook and messy baker. My kitchen will, now I, I typically, if I'm not having to, you know, keep on top of, of things and multitask. Some, like some of these are really having to multitask a lot. If I'm not having to do two or three things at one time, I'm usually really great about, because I'm so messy, I clean as I go. So I typically don't have a huge mess when I'm done, but I'm a really messy baker. I have just stuff everywhere. And, you know, when, when Laura was like, you know, showing her floor and talking about how messy her space was, you know, Noel, I think was, you know, like looking at all of her stuff. She's like, yeah, I'm really messy. I'm the messy one around here. I'm a messy baker. And I'm like, yeah, that's totally me. I'll have <laughs> bread dough everywhere, flour flung everywhere. It's all over my face. I'm, I'm, I'm wiping my hands on my shirt, you know, so I've got <laughs> flour all over my shirt. And that's what I love. It's like, they're just like real life and it's relatable. They're not perfect you know chefs with all this you know perfectly you know laid out tables with their ingredients and stuff they're like real life and it makes you feel and like I you like can that do that stuff too he could laugh at himself you know yeah someone might be embarrassed by that but he laughed at himself and of course noel just came right over just so he could laugh <laughs> 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 that was yes, fun it was really fun what else? Any other show supper stuff? Hmm. Those were the ones that stood Rolling. out to me. And I think the ones that I w- would really love to try the most. Uh, but I would definitely try yeah. all of them for sure. When uh, the other Mark, by the way, the two Marks, mm-hmm. I always get 
one's Mark with a K and one's Mark with a C. Yes. And I always feel like they should have each other's spellings because Mark with a C, C is softer and one of the Marks is more smiley. So I feel like he should have the C, but he's got, he's the K. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, Mark with a K, the, the smiley one, he had this um, Orchard County bread with sweet apple and savory wild garlic. And when he was talking about how much he loves the apple and wild garlic, he's like, I don't know if they'll like this, but I love it. Then I'm like, man, I hope that turns out good because he clearly loves it. And a lot of times when, you know, they love it, then it comes through. Mm -hmm. But Paul said the flavor is not strong. I should be getting a kick from that garlic. So he I called was a little, basic little bummed out. Bread. Yeah, well, that's it's a bit not basic. Good. Well, that was the picture. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. He said, well, it's okay. And that's the thing. Anytime like garlic, cause I, I, I pride myself on being pretty flavorful when I cook. Like I don't, I hate bland food. I hate it. You know, I, I di really dislike whenever I'm trying something that someone's made and it's really bland and it has like no flavor. I like either something really spicy or flavorful. I want to taste it, you know, and I want to know what's yeah. in there. And, and I'm pretty notorious for any time something calls for garlic i'm usually like double or tripling the amount right. of garlic because I'm, you cannot I put enough it. garlic you can't put no. too much garlic in something for me no i'll eat never. a whole clove of garlic totally raw <laughs> i don't i don't know if i've eaten it raw but i will take a whole clove like i love roasted garlic like i'll, I'll roast yeah. my own garlic and stuff and i'll just sit there and eat that shit and i'm like oh hell yeah. i don't have enough now for my recipe because be i'm sitting here you. eating it <laughs> yeah i love garlic i do that too i put like at least three times the amount that the recipe calls for. Always. <laughs> uh, funny stuff. There was <coughs> the, the funniest. The f well, you mentioned a couple of the things like during the episode, mm -hmm. you know, with Noel and Matt being really cute and funny as usual and trying to keep things light. Uh, but my favorite was the little. I don't know if it's considered a cold open or not, but it's a little in intro with yeah. Noel and Matt. Is there and they're I love how they're always holding hands. They're so cute as they're holding hands and just kind of having this casual <laughs> conversation. But then when this cold open, when they they're like, "Oh, I raided, you know, Paul's, um, you know, room, and I found this, and it's supposed to be his handshake," and they pull out this <laughs> fake hand, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Paul comes over and he's got like this baby hand <laughs> and he's like, you haven't been messing with my handshake, have you? Or you're going to get this and this. <laughs> yeah. And he does like this little, like combs his brow with this little That baby. was my favorite. He's, I, like, lost my his <laughs> <laughs> I lost my shit. I lost it. Paul, I like when Paul takes part. I do like that he, he can't get too goofy with it or else he won't be Paul anymore, but yes. he's been letting himself you know, enjoy that stuff a little bit more. I love it because <laughs> he, it shows a little bit of a different side of him because he's, yeah. he's so critical. He can be, you know, tough. He can be really critical. And he, 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 he does have a few lighthearted moments when yeah. they're, you know, because like with either Noel or Matt and they're visiting each of the bakers and, you know, he'll kind of laugh a little bit along with them or kind of go along with if they're teasing Absolutely. him or something, but it's, it's, well, you know, good to still see a really lighter side. Uh, I feel like he's, yeah, he just seems like he's had a load lifted off of him or something. Yeah. Um, maybe something happened in his life. He's still exacting, which is awesome, but he he's not as much of a intense yeah. <laughs> person. And uh, like my favorite was, time. yeah, <clears throat> when um, he, Peter was telling him about what his plan for one of the bakes and he said, 
Paul said, for such a young head, you seem to operate at quite a different level. Have you always been into cooking and baking? Peter says, yeah, I've been into cooking and baking for a very long time. It genuinely has been shows like Bake Off. I mean, Bake Off's been around for more than half my life now. Mm-hmm. And Paul starts shaking his head and Prue's <laughs> patting him. And Noel's like, all right, old father time. And Paul's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Peter. Yep. <laughs> but then he was laughing. Like, Paul was really laughing at that. So. Yeah. Or that when, funny. what was it when they were all sitting down uh, and, oh gosh, I can't remember which which bake it was, for the, whether it was Signature or, or whatever, but... Uh, Matt was like, "What well, is it really flavors really matter that much with bread? And I thought Paul was yeah. going to leap across the table at <laughs> so him. You and, want to fight? <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to throw down right there. When he's talking about I think the Matt knows that flavors matter. <laughs> yeah, I think he, I think <coughs> I he was just hope. purposely trying to get a little something out of Paul, but it was hilarious because it was like a, almost like a genuine moment that Paul's like, what the hell do you mean flavor? It doesn't matter. <laughs> There's like a pause for a second there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Matt with he used an American accent with one of his announcements. Bakers, you have half an hour left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it sounded like a different person. Yeah. That's funny. Um, when um, Paul said to Lottie, you know, how much blueberries are you going to put in there? She's like 60 grams. Oh, wait, with that face, maybe less. And Paul's like, less? And she goes, maybe more, no more. And he goes, more? <laughs> maybe none. <laughs> she maybe goes, no, no I'm just put, not putting any. <laughs> Call the whole thing off. <laughs> I like maybe, her. Yeah. Maybe a little flirting between Rowan and Matt. He, he's Rowan's like, I do like a lot of sausage. Care to comment? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, or I liked when Matt said uh, it was all tense with them finishing up one of the bakes and Matt's like bakers you have one minute left so if you haven't started making your bread yet now is probably a good time <laughs> yep they're fine let me think Noel says mm. about the rainbow bagel he wanted to catch a rainbow lasso it chop it up and bake it into the bread but no it's just some colored dough <laughs> <laughs> how disappointing mm-hmm <laughs> Um, what else? When her Ermine's hand was red and Noel says, is that from the handshake? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's what I imagine it to be once you've had the Paul Hollywood handshake. <laughs> then he goes, is that what happens with Paul? That's his fake tan. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Uh, I like when Rowan and Noel noticed that they both had crazy boots on. Yeah. Strong boot game. I love Oh, and then... Boots. Laura, I think she said, I've seen about 50 shows in the West End, and Paul's like, and I've seen none. And Matt's all, you've seen none? You call yourself a gay man? (laughs) (laughs) Which he's not. (laughs) No, he's not. (laughs) But I've seen a show there. I was like, wow, Paul's never seen a show there? That's nuts. He's too busy baking bread. (laughs) Oh, and then the last one, Linda says, uh, talking about her time on the farm, which I thought was really cute. She's like, we drunk milk straight from the cow when we was children. And Noel goes, from the udders? (laughs) (laughs) You. And it's like, not quite. There was a couple Britishisms. They say the word stodgy a lot. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was just a word that I didn't know. But I think it is. um, I mean, here it means disapproving, having a very old fashioned opinion or attitude uh 
like stuffy, but there of food, it means unpleasantly heavy. Ah, so that's good when to he know. says stodgy. Yeah. And then at one point, Laura said, I never make butter. I mean, it's lovely. It's very twee, but why would you make butter? Twee means sweet, like sickeningly sweet or like nauseatingly cute or cloying or overly precious, stuff like that. Oh, that makes That's sense. Twee. I was wondering what, what she meant when she yeah. said that. Those are the only ones I noticed. I think approving is another one. I, I, I may have this wrong, but here I think we say proofing or proof. And there they say prove. I'm not sure. I, I don't know, but I would really love one of those proving drawers. Even though I don't really yeah. bake that much, I just think it looks so much fun to have a little proving drawer there next <laughs> to your oven or under your oven to, right. to do that. In in my family, we're, we're all pretty backwards and very um, hillbilly-like. We don't have those. We just sat them either on top of the oven or there were some like heating registers that my family would have. Uh, like my aunt would put all of them like line them all up on top of the heating registers all over the living room. What's that? Like a, just a pad or something that gets hot? It w- is what heated their living room. And most oh, of their okay. House. Oh, yeah. okay. So you just stuck it on there. Yeah. So you guys made bread a lot when you were a kid? Well, I helped. I, mm-hmm. I didn't, you, you, but your you family did scared to, well, my aunt, my aunt did. Mm-hmm. She was the one most famous for her bread. I mean, she's, oh, yeah, she's yeah. a really amazing cook and baker, but her bread is like, well, we say it's world famous. It's famous in our little world, <laughs> but you know, it's, That's but yeah, we, cool. we would totally help. I mean, that was always our job. You didn't, you didn't enter that kitchen on Thanksgiving or Christmas, um, because you were being going to be put to work. So we were always working and doing something <laughs> and, but you had to, you know, I was too scared to mess with the, with the dough. You didn't mess with perfection. Yeah. You let that's her, do her that. signature thing. Yeah. The, the only thing I was able to do without making sure I could screw anything up was buttering the, um, the pans for like her. Cause she would make, she would have all of her bread pans, you know, that look like a loaf of bread you know, whenever it turned out. So it was like these loafing pans, you, we would butter those and then she would take her bread dough and make rolls two dinner rolls mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so we'd have like the little mini pie tins and she'd roll them up into dough balls and then um, put them all together in the little mini pie tins and make the bread rolls like that i mean i i can't even begin to tell you how amazing they were my daughter still to this day asks for them we haven't had them in years because we haven't been down there to visit in a while um and she kind of quit making them because we don't have the big big family get togethers and holiday get togethers anymore so she kind of quit making them, but mm. I'm telling you, you have them. They're going to make an impact in your life. Yeah. <laughs> you, you won't forget. Yeah. Them. So yeah, anyway. it's making me hungry yeah. hearing about that. I'm sorry. Really all, cool. this, all this. No, no, talk. no. It's cool. <laughs> like, I love that. Yeah. That it sounds great. That would be yeah. so cool to have an aunt who made amazing bread like that. Yeah. It My was grandma used to make fun. quilts and pass them out to all of us every Christmas. Oh, that's what this is reminding me of. Yeah, well, it's tradition, and I love I love tradition in in families. So that's a lovely thing. She also made a really good. Uh, she made chicken and dumplings and oh peach cobbler God. every Sunday after church. We'd get oh, that, that. Sounds pretty amazing. I and love. She also made pickled pig's feet, which I never touched. Okay, I'm out on that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's where I draw. Well, I can the only line. go so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right, so who do we think is going to leave next week? Oh, man. It's hard now that they're all so close. It's, yeah, well, you know, you start losing a few folks, and then, you know, most everyone that's left are all usually pretty 
pretty good. So I don't know. Looking through the list, we've got Dave and Peter, Lottie, Laura, Sarah, Hermine, Mark, Linda. I don't know. This is <laughs> tough. If I had to say, if I have to choose someone, I'm going to choose uh, Laura. Oh, really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. She got sixth sixth in the technical. Her signature, they thought it was underbaked and didn't have enough flavor, but the marzipan was good. Uh, showstopper, it didn't rise because she had too much stuff on top. Yeah, but the it was flavor good was flavors good, and but the texture wasn't. Flavor, yeah, yeah, it no, wasn't quite right. Yeah, and I like Laura. It's definitely Me too. Isn't a personal. We haven't talked about her means. much, but she's well, super. Like, seems like someone who would be really fun to hang out with. She seems. She's always super laughing fun. at the like naughty jokes. I notice. Yeah, she's. I appreciate that about her. I, I really enjoy <laughs> yeah. her. I think she's great. I think she's got a great personality. I think she's really talented. But the problem is, is that once you start, you know, getting down, we're in the third week. Uh, once yeah. you start getting, you know, fewer and fewer bakers on the show, I mean, you really have to stand out and you really have to be an impression, you know, make an impression. And I think for the most part, she's talented, but she's kind of been middle of the road. She hasn't yeah. really done anything super outstanding or made a big impact on the judges. And if you don't start doing that at this point, you're going to start, you know, you, you can't middle of the road. just isn't good enough anymore. You have to really yeah. start wowing them. So you're convincing me, but I wrote down Linda, so I'm going to stick with it. Even though she won the technical, I feel like Mm -hmm. the things that she's prepared, she's not quite coming through on. I mean, that she's supposed to be prepared for. Yeah. She's not quite coming through on. Who knows? I mean, I think it's really hard and it's anybody's game, but just to say a name, I'll say her. And I'm still, I still feel like Sarah has a decent chance of winning. So I'm sticking with her as far as who might win. I, I don't disagree with you, but boy, it's just seems so early to say, I'm, yeah, not, I'm, scared, does, I'm scared yeah. to say anything just yet, but I, I agree. I, I think she's, she's pretty great. I'm kind of pulling for Mark too, though. Now that I liked him a lot this week. Yeah. Mark with his Dharma wheel. Like the Dharma wheel. Awesome. Next week is chocolate week. That's going to kill me. I'll be dead. So <sighs> yeah, I can't, we might not be able to podcast. <laughs> I can't podcast. <laughs> just FYI guys if we're if we're missing a week <laughs> to fill in yeah so I think that's good right we covered it yeah I think so I think we're ready to move on to because we did get some <coughs> listener feedback this week now cool. not all of this is going to be I don't think on bread week because we do record a little early so we don't get you know people much of a chance to to get in their feedback for the same week that we're recording on but we do have some so some of this that y'all <laughs> might hear might be on a previous week which is totally fine with us um, I, I want to hear everything everyone has to say um, Okay, so the first one that we have is from Chris Lang. She says, I just watched Biscuit Week. Matt is growing on me. I LOL'd for real at his 1952012 comment. I think he and Noel have an interesting chemistry. As for Bakers, I was shocked when they sent, no spoiler here, um, home instead of the other guy. I hope waistcoat ruin picks up up the hints Paul is throwing down. It's, it was Mac that went home right? yeah. last week. Yeah, so it was Mac. And I don't remember that oh. comment, but that was I, a whole week ago. Yeah, I don't either. God, yeah, I've slept <laughs> since then and done another podcast, so I don't remember either. I'll have to look that up. Um, she goes on to say, I love this show. 
um, so epically. I as yet to have a favorite, though. I do really like Sura. And on the flip side, I think uh, Dave is a bit of a prig and needs to chill out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let us know if you think he... uh chilled out sufficiently enough this week i i liked him a lot more this week i I think he loosened up a little bit i think he's kind of starting to get that stick out of his butt just a little bit yeah Yeah. uh doug fix says moist (laughs) i'm not sure what that's in reference to yeah are you writing into the right podcast yeah jason (laughs) it's a self-report i'm just kidding (laughs) yeah and i don't know which week it's supposed to be for so it could could be for almost any it could be for cake week but also for umbrella academy i don't know might well i I don't know you have to clarify doug exactly what that what that means and also just one of my not favorite english words um (laughs) have you um watched haunting a blind manor yet no i'll be watching it here I shortly after it we are yeah, i can't wait yeah I ha- well i have to we're recording on it tomorrow cool so, i'm just excited to watch it i'm well it's not dark here yet i have to watch it in the dark that was kind of tradition whenever i was covering hill house You're crazy. two years ago um scarier the better i'm, I'm ready to <laughs> pee my pants i'm gonna put on the <laughs> yeah i'm ready for it so get, get the depends yeah n- no <laughs> Uh, Pick Allen says it was definitely time for Rowan to go. He's a great guy and seems to be such a warm soul, but in this competition, he kept falling short. Loved her mind getting the handshake after wowing Paul with the smoked salmon and cheese soda bread. Uh, yes, please. I'll take two of those. And her showstopper bread choice was a huge risk, but didn't go super badly. And I think taking the risk paid off for her. That's what I agree with. I think, you know, I love seeing someone take a little bit of a risk. I mean, it can go either way, but I, I like when they kind of push themselves or push the boundaries a little bit, give them something they haven't seen. And the smoked salmon in her bread, I, I meant to mention it earlier, but reminded me of there's a famous uh, pizza at Wolfgang Puck's restaurants. He's kind of famous for that smoked salmon pizza. It's got like a green oh. cheese and it's mm. got a, a smoked salmon pizza. And I thought of that whenever I, when she was making her bread, her smoked salmon and cheese bread. And then I knew it would uh, probably be one of your favorites. Well, I mean, salmon for me is something that when it's made well, even just regular old salmon, when it's done well, it's like moist and good. Then I love it. But I had some salmon that I was like, oh, I don't want any more of this. So yeah, you have to do it well. Yep. But yeah, she, she obviously did. Karen, she says, love the episode last week. I'm with the both of you. I like dense cakes, but if there's sponge cake in front of me, chances are I won't turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already liking this new batch of contestants and so excited for all the well dones. Yes. That's awesome. Thanks, everyone. Um, we also have a couple of calls this week. Uh, we have one call from our friend Greg where he talks about Biscuit Week. Hey, Rima. Hey, Jason. This is Greg about uh, Biscuit Week. I love biscuits, biscuits of all kinds. Baked goods in general are my jam, but uh, biscuits are <laughs> fan effing tastic. Um, so uh, for this week, ones I would have chosen to eat just if I had to pick one or another of each of the the bakes. Um, so Lottie's Florentines, the dark chocolate with the Jackson Pollock. Uh, dripping yeah, and all that good. Mm-hmm. like that that sounded and looked real good uh and then peter's biscuit haggis with the raspberry honey whiskey cream uh filling um that would have been what i what i amazing the one i would have chosen for uh for the the showstopper 
All right, so my, my likes. I like uh, David. I like Peter. I like Hermine. Hermione. Or Herman. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Hermine, by the way. But, uh, yeah. I, I like I like her. Uh, I really like Noel continuing to give Sir a shit for knocking over David's <laughs> cakes the previous week or in week one. Like, oh, you can do that again. I'll just do it. Off in the corner with your <laughs> Mr. Burns evil laugh. That was awesome. Dislikes. I do not particularly care for Rowan. Uh, I think that uh, he's been given a couple of chances and uh, he'd given advice and doesn't listen. And that just frustrates me. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Matt as a host. It makes me miss Sue and Mel. Uh, I, uh, I don't know if it's just some of his jokes weren't landing great for me or what, but um, so notes, I think that Mac got ripped off. Uh, I think Rowan was rewarded for biting off where they could chew and not listening to advice. Uh, his final like talking head was like, Oh, I was rewarded for my big ideas. And that just makes me think he's going to continue to dream big, but not be able to follow through with it. And that frustrates me. Um, anyway, uh, prediction Rowan goes home. He's, he's my choice because I think he's going to continue to not listen. All right. Look forward to the podcast. You win. You win, Greg. <laughs> Greg's happy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like Matt is a little hit or miss. I think he, he's got some definite funny lines in there, but um, I think there's a pretty good possibility that he'll gel with it more and more as time goes on. But I guess we'll see. What do you think? I agree. I mean, I, I'm enjoying him so far. I was a little hesitant because I thought that, you know, Noel and Sandy had a really great thing, you know, uh, and I really enjoyed those two together, but I don't know. It's hard being the new person, you know, yeah, and, and well, yeah. I mean, the show's been around a while and I'd give well him a little established. Time. So I think he'll find his groove a little bit. So hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as far as, uh, you said, you know, Mac should have probably stayed and Rowan left last time. And Derek was saying something similar. Not, mm-hmm. I don't think he was saying because Rowan had big ideas and was rewarded for that, but more because they liked his personality. So kept him around a little more, but yeah, some, something similar. Yep. Poor Rowan. I mean, he's definitely creative, but just maybe not right for this competition. I don't think so, but yep, he's gone. So get down to the nitty gritty. Um, so we also have another call uh, this week from our good friend Steve. He's also calling in about uh, last week's episode, Biscuit Week. Hey guys, it's Steve. Uh, this is for Great British Baking Show, Bake Off, Bake Off Show, Baking, ba- yeah, that one. Um, this is it, again. This is just a really cool. I've started watching some of the other collections. I watched uh, Collection um, Seven. Uh, this week and uh, was was really impressed uh, with the show and uh, so this one bread week though uh, Paul Hollywood the, the whole handshake thing is just hilarious I love how they put a lot of thought into it who gets the handshake and what happens uh, you know with the handshake and all that that uh, little <laughs> thing at the beginning with Matt and Noel the <laughs> and a little tiny hand on Paul's hand <laughs> was great. Um, <laughs> But I, I did. Did you notice at the end? It looks like some of them do have their families with them there because it looked like uh, Mark E's must have been his daughters uh, are there. So that's kind of cool that some of them actually have their families with them in the bubble uh, that they're that they're as they've been doing. Well, when they did this, whenever there was that was filmed. So 
That's kind of cool that uh, I wonder, I did wonder one thing and I don't know if you guys know the answer or not. Are they actually leaving the bubble when they come in, you know, last place or, or get sent, sent home? I'm putting air quotes over that. Do you think they're leaving them in the bubble so that they can at least have some people there at the end when they announce the winner? So uh, maybe not. Maybe the announcement of the winner will just have virtual people there or maybe they'll have, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, it's, I'm just enjoying it and uh, can't wait to hear you guys talk about it. Uh, talk to you later. That's an interesting yep. question because usually they have a big party at the ends where all the other contestants come back and bring their friends and families family. come. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what they're going to do this year for that uh, unless they can do a socially distant little. Reunion. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. I mean, I, I'm I would think that they would go home. They would want to go home. Yeah, I think off, if yeah, because what are they going to do if if everyone else is still in the competition and they're all baking and going to the tent whenever they're filming? What are you going? to I can't do? imagine them just sitting yeah. sitting around. I mean, I would but, rather just go home. I guess. Yeah. And I was we'll mistaken. See. I thought Steve was calling what his label said episode two, which was last week and which was biscuit week. So, but it was actually about this week. So, sorry about that. Um. About the handshake, if you, I think it's amazing. He's like, yeah, I just watched the whole season in between. That's really cool. I love that we're getting people into the show. I know. There's so many people that have said, (laughs) I've never seen this show before, but you guys are going to cover it. So why not? And they're loving it. I love it. That's cool. The power Uh, we have, we should only use it for good. (laughs) Yeah. I can't decide if I'm happier about getting people into Cobra Kai or this show. It's pretty pretty even um but about that the handshake i mean as you might imagine you know when the show first started there was a time at some point where paul just really liked something that somebody made and he's like that is really good and just reached out to shake their hand Mm -hmm. and it was not that big of a deal i mean it was like yeah nice extra little special thing but not not a big deal but then he did it a couple more times and then it just started to become a thing like i got the handshake you know but it wasn't like that at first no it wasn't it was i mean it was definitely a compliment and and you know to get a little bit of extra appreciation from paul that was like the ultimate but now it's like a t-shirt or something you know like paul's handshake yeah i would cry if if I get the Paula Hollywood handshake, I would. You should like melt. slap people if they're really bad, just Aww. to like even it out. <laughs> well, I think he was going to with this baby hand. He's like, "You'll get this." Like, yeah, he like pulls hand. out the baby hand. No, no, not the baby hand. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was really great. Thank you, everyone, for leaving. Um, the feedback we're yeah, really stoked that everyone's really digging the show especially if you've never seen it before and and you're really having a good time with it so we we love to hear that so keep keep writing in even if it's on a previous week um we'll definitely uh either read it or uh play the voicemail um so next week we will be covering as jason said collection eight episode four which is your favorite i knew it even before you said it chocolate <laughs> week It'll I'll be, be dead. hard for you. So, You'll yeah. yeah. This will be a solo podcast presented <laughs> by Rima while Jason is passed out in chocolate deprivation <laughs> and cannot podcast because of it. He'll be seizing over in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're excited for you to follow us to the tent. But until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange Teacast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash StrangerTCast. You can email us at StrangerThingsCastPod at gmail.com. And you can find us on the TV Time app. And you can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcasts. 
and um, Lucy and I covered uh, Walking Dead World Beyond. Mm-hmm. It, on first watch, I thought it was pretty boring, but second watch, <laughs> I started to get into the details and liked it and really getting into it. And I was surprised. Lucy liked it too. She actually thought, oh, I think I'm going to like it, but you're you're not going to like it. So, so far anyway, we both like it. And I imagine if you're on the fence about the show and you listen to the podcast, you might like it a little better. I don't know. But anyways, it's a new spinoff, if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, of The Walking Dead that's just going to go for two seasons, two 10-episode seasons each. Yeah. At least it's not a big commitment. Yeah. Like the flagship show anyway, so... (laughs) Um, which is good, you know, I'm not regretting that, but, but yeah, if, if you decide to watch, it's not a huge commitment and, uh, could just be something to help fill that gap until walking dead comes back next year. So, so yeah, lots of good shows on podcastica and Pake and I are getting ready to cover uh Bly Manor, which I know. landed excited. today. Over- I'll be following along with you guys. Oh my gosh. I'm so stoked to get started i can't wait it's starting to get a little dark here that means i'm gonna have to go get my (laughs) glass of wine uh go to the bathroom so i don't pee myself (laughs) find something to munch on and dig into it i'm i'm really excited get your dog get get my dog she's probably gonna be hiding one of them's gonna be outside the door one of them will be under the bed because I'll, i'll probably if i start screaming this is what happened whenever i was watching hill house whenever i would it would make me scream that's one of the few shows that really terrified the hell out of me i would physically scream or jump or gasp all the time while i was watching it and it would scare my dogs and they would be hiding under my bed all the time or they'd start barking <laughs> because they they were scared <laughs> too <laughs> because of me mm. so anyway um so yeah we, we'd really love to have everyone join us for that one it's gonna be good i think awesome yeah all right that's our show thanks for listening everybody until next time i'm rima and i'm jason on your marks get set Bake. Bake. <laughs> <laughs>